everybody, Dave Hodges here. Thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. We are really glad to be with you. You are listening to The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we are brought to you by a couple of people that keep the lights on here. One is something you seriously better think about getting because you're not going to be able to get food much longer because food's going to be used against you in a regime change designed to take down the Constitution. Oh, you don't think so? Well, when my brother-in-law receives an unsolicited Democratic mail-in ballot, I think the fix is in. The media, the fix is in. So much cheating. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, unless Trump pulls a rabbit out of his hat, we are done. And, uh, in fact, I just talked to our guest before we came online, and I said, you know, a year from now, we could very well be talking about the best places to hide. Don't let them use food as a weapon against you. Great tasting food, restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life, 40% off the four-week emergency pack, and people are ordering in sets because they want volume and bulk. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. Also, if you need food, well, you're going to need water. And in the midst of a societal crisis on the fifth day, waterborne illness has become the number one cause of death. The Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter is the very best in the business at purifying water. Say, oh, Dave, that's a claim for ads. Well, okay. How about go to waterwithdave.com and check out what the research says there. Unlike the CDC and Anthony Fauci, I try to stick to the facts. I I don't embellish. This is what it is. It's all right there, and they're offering 40% off. So you've got preparewithdave.com for the food. You've got waterwithdave.com for the water. And now we have Doug Hagman. Long overdue guest here, often been a frequent guest on the Common Sense Show, and we're really glad to have him. Uh, Doug, great to hear from you, my friend. Um, uh, been far too long. Uh, sorry we didn't have a Branson conference to go to this fall, but uh, we'll just have to make do. And I don't know what we're going to talk about, Doug, because there's absolutely nothing going on. No, it's actually you got me. Um, I, I was I was I had my toes in the in the water and the beach. Um, you know, just kind of looking for something to do because of the uh the in the my goodness the headlines aren't they crazy i mean seriously we're seeing so much happen right now Uh, i can't even make a joke about not you know not having anything to do it's it's crazy it really is um and there's so much uh i I, you know dave i look i don't know exactly what to even where to start i except one thing I've been looking at, I'm going to toss this out, and then, and then you, go, you go over wherever you want. Um, you know, we're seeing, we, we've seen 45 days, uh, 47 days of riots in Portland. And I told my wife that, and she said, well, I thought they stopped. And I said, no, they didn't stop. And they're still going on. Um, they're still, you know, the federal police are still protecting the federal building there. And... Uh, the, the media is not reporting on any of this. Uh, you are, of course, and others we know in the alternative media or new media are. But uh, the um, this wave of Marxist communist takeover is really, folks, it's so important to understand that we are under this uh, Marxist insurrection, this communist insurrection. And that's kind of what's on my radar just for something to start out with anyway okay so um and, and there's no, one more thing too um roger stone was pardoned okay it, uh, or not pardoned but uh, received a commutation now he was on my show last week but i had spoke to him afterwards and i'd spoke to some other people as well and one of the things that really uh caught my attention that that we didn't speak of publicly is the takeover of the 
district attorneys of the U.S. prosecutors, uh, the mostly the um, the elected officials, judges uh, in certain counties, uh, in certain areas, district attorneys in certain areas, and the funding by George Soros. So the people that are doing the prosecutions or failing to prosecute, for example, the rioters and such, people say, well, why aren't they prosecuting? Or why are they prosecuting that Missouri couple? You know that that had uh, that uh, uh, had the guns out and were uh, pr- protecting their lives and their property. Why? Well, these people have been installed and in, in, in their their campaigns funded by communist, Marxist, leftist groups, including but not limited to George Soros. So, all of this is kind of at play at the same time, and. Uh, uh, real quick, I, I just mentioned this because I don't want to dominate the, the conversation. <laughs> Excuse me, but back in 2016, there was an article, and I quoted this. I quote this often, and I, and I, I, I like to quote this in interviews I do. Uh, Scott Bland wrote an article back in 2016 that uh, said George Soros, or the title is George Soros's Quiet Overhaul of the U.S. Justice System, and the subtitle is progressives, in other words, communists, have zeroed in on electing prosecutors as an avenue for criminal justice reform, and the billionaire financier is providing the cash to make it happen, meaning George Soros. And there are several, numerous examples here. And once you take a look at the campaigns, from really from 20, I'm going to say 2008 to the present, in earnest, starting in 2016, especially after uh, Donald Trump came into the picture, you're going you're to find a lot of uh, judges, a lot of DAs, a lot of uh, uh, even elected sheriffs are Soros-funded operatives. And this is why we're seeing what we're seeing today in terms of the lack of justice or the wrong kind of justice. And I just thought that was re- really interesting. That's just, uh, that's just me. Well, that truly is. It's very interesting, but it was an expected carryover from Obama, and we and we see the same thing in the military. Uh, we see the same thing in our various law enforcement departments like DHS, the FBI, Obama holdovers that are committed to installing a hammer and sickle above the Oval Office. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised about this, and we no. should expect it. Uh, but, but the money is staggering. I mean, for example, just well, you know Joe, Joe Arpaio. You've talked to Joe Arpaio. Yes, I have. Um, so in 2016 alone, now this is not from the article I referenced, but when, when I was researching this, uh, George Soros dropped $2 million into that race for the candidate against George Soros. So when you're talking money of that 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 type of money, the contributions, it, it all it, it makes it almost impossible for the other candidates or the you know opposition to compete because well even in like DA elections, district attorney elections, it's such a small scale and the campaigns don't don't traditionally raise that much money for example, nor do sheriffs, so constituents are swamped with propaganda. And the opposing conservative candidates are victims un, of unfair character assassinations. So you take that, and you and and you apply that to whatever 
public officer might be and whatever, um, uh, you know, whatever just part of the justice system might be open to that. So then you, of course, you see today where we, we have a whole slew of these little Marxists running around, these Muppets running around, setting fires to police cars and, and burning down and taking over uh, police precincts. And, and by the way, mayoral races as well, uh, county council uh, races as well. So you're looking at this huge tons of money coming in to, uh, to corrupt us from within. And this is why the defund the police movement is finding favor among elected officials, certain elected officials. Um, it's just so when you start following the money, and it's just not George Soros. It's people above him. It's people beside him. You're talking about various. Um, I'll tell you what. You got various groups, uh, various businesses, as a matter of fact, that are funding, for example, Black Lives Matter, um, Airbnb for one. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I, I was taking notes and I, I can't find, it's hard to find businesses that aren't funding, um, corporations that are not funding this movement. Um, Cisco, for example. Um, then of course you've got, uh, you know, even, even Pokemon, um, Spanx, uh, man, I can go on and on and on, but I think people get the idea. You're talking about a lot of money an infusion of a lot of money and it's uh, DoorDash for one, a half a million dollars into Black Lives Matter, for example. So, you know, when I, when you look at this, uh, we're, and so, so by the way, just imagine now how much is going against Donald Trump. Uh, it, it's just absolutely incredible. Not necessarily to, to Biden, but the smear campaigns to Donald Trump against Donald Trump. So there you go. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, here's the deal. I have an old-time AOL uh, account that I use for things I don't care that much about. So I go on there, and they have their news items, usually 50 to 100 a day. And they always have in the top five two or three negative uh, Trump ads, uh, Trump news stories. And it never fails. It's constant negative, negative, negative. They see racism in the wallpaper. They see racism in playing chess. It's ridiculous, and it all goes back to Trump. It's nothing but how many ways can we destroy an individual's reputation? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, yes, yes. So, you know, on my radar right now, of course, is a, are a couple of things. Uh, I'm getting intelligence, and we're getting intelligence. We're actually starting, Dave, I, I didn't tell you about this. Um Back when we had the Northeast Intelligence Network, I had a group of investigators, and we went in undercover into password-protected Arabic language web websites and web forums and communication networks, and we infiltrated in there. So what uh, we have done is created or got together a group of investigators, some very talented individuals that can get, um, oh, get in places that others can't. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. And what we've done is created this group to get into the uh, message boards, the forums of the individuals, groups that are planning uh, the riots. Okay, so now they're not necessarily the uh, the ones doing doing the riots, but they're giving me orders to do the riots. 
So what one of the reason I mentioned that is because what we're seeing right now is is talk of in the next uh, 90 days there's going to be an increase of attacks against conservatives, conservative talk show hosts, conservative uh, television uh, broadcasters, conservative media personalities, op-ed personalities, anyone on Twitter, Facebook, uh, in any social media of a conservative bias, doxing of those people and attacks planned, or at least that's the intent. And then depending on how this election goes, or regardless of how it goes after the election, we're going to see uh, riots specifically directed at uh, the uh, suburbs and small businesses within the suburbs outside of the urban areas. Like we, we saw the urban areas before. Now it's going to be outside of the urban areas. Now, Obviously, people will say, well, that's open source information. Well, to some extent it is until you start seeing the plans and how they're going to, uh, you know, do this uh, and make this happen. So that's what and and I'm very concerned about this. And I'm very concerned about uh, the mail in voting process as well, because there's also discussion about how to hijack the mail in votes. So there we have it. Wow. Uh, That's that's pretty damning. So when you say that you expect an increase of attacks on conservative hosts, authors, so forth. Um, what kind of attacks are we talking about? Well, you know, Steve Quill says, uh, I can't remember, identify, nullify, vilify, and destroy. I think that that's his formula. It is. Okay. Um, the identification process is pretty well accomplished. You get people like Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram. Um, some outliers like uh, uh, Ann Coulter, uh, Sebastian Gorka. I'm, I'm using these names as examples only. Okay, Dave, so Dave folks, Hodges, I, Doug Hagman. There Dave you Boyle. go. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And if we were to, you know, put ourselves as lower hanging fruit, and I'm not saying we are, <clears throat> but but that's the other thing. Okay, so smear them. And, and destroy their reputation, create this, uh, whatever, however you can possibly do it, but ultimately get rid of them. Now, what do you mean get rid of them? You know, snuff them out? Is that what you mean? Well, however, whatever it takes, just get rid of them. That's what I'm, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing this, you know, it, I don't care how you do it, just do it kind of thing. And mm. these, uh, so I'm not going to get into the mechanics of what we're finding yet, but that's something that we're, we're starting to see and it's starting to ramp up. It's becoming, it's becoming very disconcerting. You may want to have me put this out on your show because I'm going to put it out right here. And I've talked about this intermittently. <clears throat> Excuse me. I live in the middle of nowhere, as you know, Doug, and there are 300 families spread out over several thousand acres where we're at. Uh, I live in the most concentrated neighborhood in the area where the homes are acre and a half, two acres spread out, horse properties, farms and ranches surround us. I mean, we're really remote. One way in, six and a half miles off a main route. One way out, that's it. Four-wheeling escape would be difficult. Now, having said that, on June the 12th, it's 112 degrees. My wife and I had departure and arrival times that were separated by 35 minutes. And we know because we were on the phone to each other. And so I come home after she's already left. I come home to our flag 
being unscrewed out of the holder and destroyed and another flag being stolen. Now there was a delivery driver service that came up during that 30 minute period. I can't say conclusively that's it because our ring system failed. We're in the process of getting a new one. Not a ring system, but a different system. Uh, none of my neighbors, I think, have this on tape. But there's no doubt the damage was done. And it was, oh gosh, Doug, four or five days later, my wife gets a call on her cell phone. My wife's number is not out there. I mean, I could see where maybe I could show up on some searches because I'm active. She's not. She's not active in this at all. She's behind the scenes in, in, in our business. And she gets a call with someone insisting on talking to me. Not one person, not two people, three people calling my wife to get to me. There's a message there, Doug. One time, it's a let's hunt Dave down and this is the way I figured out how to do it. Three times. One, two, three. There we go. Wow. I'm, I'm already being doxxed. I'm already getting exposed. I'm being shown that we can find you anytime, anywhere. And then I get some other messages that I'm not going to reveal at this over the air right this second. But they could be construed as threats. So, so yes, I have been singled out. There's no question. Yeah. And, and see, that's, that's the lower level kind of, uh, uh, lower level kind of terror, if you will. Uh, just wait until it gets even more, uh, personal and, and more, uh, deadly, you know, as, as, I mean, look, we used to get condoms in the mail, used condoms in the mail, okay? We talk about uh, the morality of, of a biblical marriage and, and, you know, and about how the LGBTQ, RSTUV, whatever it is, how that, um, uh, that agenda is, is Marxist and communist uh, uh, as well. You know, so, so we used to get that. Now it's very much like you're saying. Um, you'll find things. You, you'll find, or you'll get messages. You'll get uh, a little presence. And by the way, I mean, my studio, my home, twenty-four-seven surveil or uh, you know, the security surveillance and all that. And and you know, so. However, it, it, that doesn't do much when you have a someone who's. Um, dressed in all black, black mask and everything, uh, you know, d d slits for eyes, uh, no no vehicle, you know, kind of uh, leave something on your doorstep. Well, so. let, let me say this to you. Okay, I'm going to let you go right back to it. But here's where I get to interject exactly what you're talking about, Doug. Okay, that wasn't the only thing that's happened to me. It was probably about two days before we're going on vacation. My son comes in the office, and he's very aware. And he said, Dad, there's someone at the door about Medicare. I said, so uh -huh. I said, you know better than that. We're in the middle of nowhere, and it's 115 degrees. No one's walking up and down the street going door to door for Medicare. Yeah. And I come, okay, now, first of all, I, I put my little helper on the ledge right next to me, and I had my hand on it the whole time, if you know what I'm saying, and there was no safety. Because um, my suspicion's right. already up. This guy yep. does not look like a salesman of any kind of insurance. He looks like uh, he's an operative from some agency. And his car is parked so I can only see his headlights because we have a beam out front on our porch and it blocked where he parked his car. In other words, 
I noticed immediately he knew exactly what he was doing. Now, four people say, do you, how do you know this? Well, I was in a dojo as a kid in, when I was uh, in Colorado. And uh, I was uh, I'm a third degree black belt. And we used to go out and do defense classes for people. And I know a whole of the tricks and comings and goings of home security. I know how people get to you. I know what they do. I know the tricks. So he comes to the door, Doug, and I can't see his car. That was suspicion number one. And I had my helper right next to me. And we know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Two of my yep. friends, yep. starting with S&W. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I just said, uh, and I wouldn't open the screen, obviously. And he said, uh, well, you're having a birthday. And we're out here for Medicare. And I go, you're full of shit. Excuse my French, but that's exactly what I said. I said, you don't even know my birthday. I said, what the hell do you want? Well, we're just here from the bank for Medicare. <laughs> and I said, look at me. Do I look like a dumbass to you? You think I was just born last night? I said, get the hell off my property. And I said, and you don't want to turn around. That's <laughs> that, that was the encounter at my door. He left a business card on the ground outside our patio area. Called the number, non-existent. That was a message. Yeah, you, you know, as a PI, all right, I used to, um, uh, back 20, 30, 25, 30 years ago, you used to get be able to get away with a lot more than you can now. And I used to, oh my goodness, uh, approach residents under pretext. And I, I would take business cards, either have them made or, uh, you know, with non-existent numbers or whatever, or take business cards from the local diner. So, you, you, I mean, if you're handed, and by the way, folks, if you're ever handed a business card and you can see a pinhole in it, uh, where, where it hung on a, on a bulletin board, you know, chances are it's not, that person's not who they say they are. It, just a little kind of a a, a little uh, uh, way to for you to, uh, you know, a little bit of advice. But, you know, yes. So so what was that? Uh, was that just a re recon of your residence or was that a, you well, know, I mean, what was that? You're the expert, my friend, and I do mean that sincerely. And I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was the time to interject that story. So here sure. I have the flat, the vandalism to my house and the intrusion on my property. Okay, and then I have the phone calls, the wayward phone calls to my wife. And I'll add one more thing I haven't told you. I have a guy who's stalking me. I've had to block his number now. 21 messages. Oh, yeah. 21 oh, messages. Oh. I've never, listen, I've been in this business a long time. And I've never had anyone send me 21 messages. I, I, I'm telling you, you cannot have a phone anymore. Um, it's you can't have a phone and even email um, there are websites dedicated to uh, to you and I it, it, it's uh, people you know if you don't know what we're talking about just don't don't worry about it but because it's all just garbage I mean um, and it's crazy and of course that does not include the media matters the right-wing watch the all the other groups who find their funding from again people like Soros and, and other people that that are that are determined to bring down this nation and to shut us up. So, but, but here's how it translates to the listener. In my view, I believe you have a Trump sign in your yard. You think it was bad in 2016 with Trump signs being stolen and and uh, you know whatever uh, uh, you know milk uh, thrown on your on your car if you had a bumper sticker. You've got no idea what's coming in 2020, and you may say, "Well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take care of this. I'll handle this." Okay, so you do, but again, what I was saying in the in the beginning, 
when you've got a Soros-backed prosecutor or a uh, uh, someone who a judge who's uh, you know left-leaning or, or whatever, it's not going to do you much good. So, uh, in, in the legal process, if you know what I mean, I do. If, if it gets to that, so yeah. So it's it's we are in, and here's my thing too. And I I don't know how you feel about this, but I really believe in, in my heart of hearts, we're already in a war of insurrection. There are people right now attempting to bring this country down, attempting to bring you and I down, attempting to bring the listeners down. If you're listening to this show, unless you're doing it for surveillance purposes and transcription purposes, you know. I mean, we people know what your political and uh, moral leanings are. You know, you're, you're, you're moral, uh, you're uh, conservative, you're, you're generally Christian, I'm sure. Um, you're a good person, and, and you want to see justice. So your targets. So don't think it's just us. We're telling you this because it's you're going to be the targets. Now, now don't be afraid of that. Just be aware of that. That's my view. I don't know. No, what do you think? You're totally right. But um, yeah, I've been hitting some chords. I'll tell you when this stuff started too. I started linking China uh, to uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa through Soros, and and I said. Watch out, folks. The CalExit movement's going to surface. I said that on June the 8th on an interview I was doing for somebody. And now on July the 3rd, Javier Becerra, the Attorney General of California, filed paperwork for the reintroduction of CalExit for California to leave the union. And I'm sure it really upset them. Because I, I had an inside source. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm sure it upset them, but I put it out there. And I think this is what triggered it. I had Chinese involvement. I had the corruption with Pelosi with this movement. I had Newsom involved in this movement. I have Newsom embezzling funds in California and working in concert with China to try to keep his state out of the coffers in terms of death throws for, for debt. And I come out with all this, and then all these things begin to happen starting June 12th. Six incidences of harassment. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. And isn't that interesting? The So the China angle or or mentioning china in the context of what we're seeing it, it was the uh, precipita- uh precipitous event here that you're talking about right is that is that yes. what you're saying yeah all right all right we we, we won't answer our door now we yeah. will not answer the door and uh, we're preparing to put in some countermeasures here that'll be non-specific about but but uh the the next step the next step is you open the door you get blown away I mean, that's, that's how I see it. This progression is becoming increasingly aggressive. I mean, they wanted me to know they were harassing me with that make-believe Medicare agent. Medicare doesn't come to your door, especially where I live, 20 miles north of civilization in the middle of nowhere on a 112, 115-degree day. They don't, yep. they don't come there. Yep. Uh, and this guy had my birthday wrong. He didn't have my birthday wrong. He was letting me know he was full of crap and what he was really there for. And, and, you know, given that scenario, you can't, there, there's nothing you can really do outside of ejecting them from your property. Uh, you can't hold them there, you know, on any, you, you can't hold them at gunpoint uh, as much as you'd like to, or as, as much as I'd like to, I'm not going to speak for you, uh, to find out what's really going on. You, you know, and it might sound crazy to people, but no, you, folks, 
you're going to experience this. It's at some level. I, I guarantee you, you're going to experience this. So, yeah, I know what you're going through, and uh, and I, I would just I would just urge people to understand that this is going to continue, and it's going to affect all of you. Um, so, uh, but but the, the the China angle as well, isn't it funny? And we could we can talk about this as well. Well, Mike Adams uh, has uh, China supplying automatic weapons to Black Lives Matter and Antifa. There were yes, and I don't know how many people caught a shipment of gun parts of of yeah. Um, yeah, thank you very much. There you go. So, and folks, listeners to the uh, Common Sense Show, you know what Dave's talking about. So, yeah, from China, weapon parts into the United States. Gee, what's that all about? So, so uh, now consider the Communist Chinese Party virus now. In uh, relative to what we're talking about with respect to um, weapons parts, could this very well be time to, to soften us up, uh, to destabilize us? It's in my phase three of the paradigm for the takeover. There it is. First phase was destruction of economy. Second phase was the race riots. I said, stepped up terrorism. Phase three, our uh, character and real assassinations, as well as mass casualty events and. Mass casualty events were planned for in the first Cal Exit movement, and these secret meetings where embedded sources have leaked out information that Paul Preston and I have reported on. So we're in that stage right now, Paul. I mean, Doug. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> I, I, I see that. And, um, I, you know, when you had said before about, uh, oh, an invasion of the United States, and I, 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 I used to think, well, you know what, that's kind of hyperbole. That's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm looking more and more uh, of that as a possibility or a probability at some point, you know, where we're going to have a foreign invasion because what's next? I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, we're, we're ripe for it. And we know that we've, we have other than Mexicans and uh, the Mexicans coming up from the southern border into our areas, uh, installations that, that, uh, uh, infrastructure, you know, important parts of our infrastructure. So it, think of the movie Red Dawn, uh, that explanation by that uh, the fighter pilot that was shot down the, in the original Red Dawn, you know, that uh, that was part of the process. So that's what's taking place, and it's because of these feel-good millennial, uh, I don't want to say millennial, but uh, feel-good touchy-feely, okay, let's have uh, social workers, you know, roll out instead of the police, it's the people that create these kind of policies that are responsible for this mess. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it, you know, it's, but the fact is, what are we going to do about it? And, and what can we do about it? And, um, uh, you know, how many people don't want to talk about this? And by the way, you know, what about phase two? I've heard you speak on this, by the way, your shows lately have been just fantastic. Not that they haven't, not they weren't before, but, just fantastic, but but let me ask you, what are we going to do? Uh, what's phase two of this, uh, or two point oh of this uh, virus going to look like? Do you think? Well, I defer a lot to Celeste Salam because she has access to information I don't. I have different information that she doesn't, and we kind of meet in the middle, and it's been a perfect marriage, I think, of what we're finding. But in her book, let let me back up. I have a better answer than where I was going. 
Uh, last July, I wrote a five-part series on Weifang, the defense minister of China, saying that they were going to attack the United States with race-specific bioweapons designed to kill as many white Europeans as possible, making the military overrun of the United States possible. They want to put 300 million colonists in this country, and they don't want to share it with anybody other than the 12 million Chinese that are already here. And the funny thing is they find a lot of the Chinese people are here identify as Americans, not as Chinese nationals. But uh, that wasn't reflected in his speech. And he said, it's terrible, we got to do it, blah, 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 the blah, blah, blah. And then I did some research, and the previous two defense ministers said the exact same thing, that they were going to attack us with race-specific bioweapons. And the first comment was made in 2003. So this is ongoing Chinese foreign military policy. Uh, that's one avenue of this that I came out with a year ago. Um, Celeste has now come out. And I often said, too, that when the virus got here and people weren't dropping dead in the streets, I said, this isn't the kill shot. And Celeste said, Dave, you're right. And we have coincided. I wrote an article about medical martial law camps and how they were going to get people in there that were undesirables under very hokey uh, medical pretenses based on executive orders that came out of Bush and Obama. And uh, it led to what was called ESF number eight, a document from HHS and the UN. And there were no medical treatment facilities in these camps. And I wrote about this in 2014. And I said, UN's coming in, folks. They're going to run the they're going to run the martial law camps. They're going to take you there if you have a sniffle, if you have asthma. They're going to say you have something contagious like Ebola or whatever, and they're going to do away with you. And they're going to deem you to be a threat to the society uh, before they take you there. That'll be the criteria for locking you up. And Celeste came out with ESF 14, which was the six-year update, and she was saying the exact th same thing as me. So we kind of coalesced together and said, Celeste, we're saying the same things here at different times. And she goes, yeah, let's do some shows. So we've been doing a lot of interviews. And yesterday I interviewed her and that interview is up on the commonsenseshow.com. And she said um, that this virus is not really a virus. It's uh, a bioweapon that also has a nanobot capability to it. And I'll express it badly. She says it very well and she's very technically precise. So I'm kind of giving you my layman's summary of what she said, but effectively the virus can be controlled remotely, mutated remotely, and made more deadly remotely, and attack you in different ways remotely, and also even give you AIDS, which is a possibility. And she went through the explanation of the cellular way, the ways that the cells are attacked. Um, so to answer your question, uh, we're being we're about ready to get hit with a kill shot. Uh, the 2.0 is what Celeste is describing, and it also coincides with, you'll remember this, when you were dealing with Rosebud in 2012, I was dealing with my FEMA friend who was retiring early and bugging out with like-minded people. Do you remember that? I do, yes. Yes, yes. And, and he told me, his, his area of expertise was counter-bioterrorism. And he told me before he left, he said, Dave, we have weapons that people don't even know about. The rest of the world, he goes, I doubt knows. And he goes, I know so much, I think I could be killed in a purge. He said, this is why we're bugging out. And many other people in FEMA and DHS felt the same way, so they formed a colony. And they have now been there for eight years. And we don't talk very often. We think we've talked three times in eight years. But he has said, it's coming. He said Trump was the big delay. He told me, I said, when's the rollout for this bioweapons attack upon America and, and the people that are, are, are uh, residents here? And he said, oh, about 2016. And that would have coincided with Hillary Clinton's election. But we got a reprieve, and I think from the Almighty, with Donald Trump, and this has put it off for four years. But the very things that he told me back in 2012, as best I could understand it with my knowledge then, 
matches almost exactly what Celeste said in an interview I did with her yesterday. I have to tell you, I didn't sleep very well last night. No, you know, I, I happened to uh, catch that, and, and I'm <clears> glad. <throat> the, um, uh, in, in fact, uh, with Celeste, it, it, it's on, again, it's on the Common Sense Show, what's in the second wave kill shot that's coming to America in the late summer. And, and that's the title of the of the video. And by the way, that is uh, frightening to the max uh, when you think about the potentials and about, well, about the, you know, what comes next. So, uh, yeah, yeah, folks, I would urge everyone to, to seriously to really wa- to watch that, uh, the interview with Celeste Salam. Uh, and, and also the article that you did as well, the progression of the globalist uh, Marxist takeover, not the article, but the video. It's also on your on your website. It was fantastic as well. So they all are, but but nonetheless, yeah, it, it's we're now. I think we are at the time when everyone that everyone has been talking about um, back when you mentioned 20, uh, 2012, 2013, It's about to get ugly. It was an article I wrote. It was about the uh, fomenting of a civil war. We're there now. Uh, although civil war, not so much insurrection. Yeah. But civil war. Yeah. I would say a race war, um, a war against, you know, rich versus poor, uh, a, a fracturing of along all lines. Uh, and they want so bad, especially, uh, during Donald Trump's tenure, which he's only got a hundred days before the election, a hundred and some odd days before the election, 115 or whatever. They, they want so bad to get this done. Uh, to make sure he does not get in. And God forbid if he gets in based on these people. Now, will it happen that way? You know, they say, you know what they say about you know, plans for battle? Um, it look good, but you know, does, it, does it play out the way it's planned? Not necessarily all the time. Uh, and rarely, if ever, does it, does it play out on the battlefield that way. So, but, so we're going to have to kind of keep our eyes open on this or our eyes on this and uh, watch what's going on but, but and, and then you know you've got yeah i also saw too about the global for fertility rates are dramatically down on your website um while, while i was there i thought about that too and you know we are going to be outnumbered we in terms of the dare i say the white anglo-saxon protestant uh wasps i mean I, am i allowed to say that i'm not even sure i'm not even sure i sure i'm allowed there's to a say racial that. demographic still... shift that's just yeah. a reality there's nothing wrong yeah. with saying that yeah we live it. in an era that when the white piece on the chessboard moves we call it racism now that i saw that in print <laughs> so they're gonna change the colors of the, the chess. yeah okay it's ridiculous, my friend. It really is. Um, it, it, this whole thing is just ridiculous. And the fact that they want to, uh, the uh, uh, these these morons want want to get rid of uh, police. Again, this is all part of it too. You, I don't know whether you saw in Berkeley moving toward removing police from traffic stops. I mean, I any any police officer knows that's that's one. Of the, that's the second. I mean. Outside of domestics, traffic stops are your. You want to get killed, <laughs> and traffic stops are a way to do it. I had a friend back in '91. Uh, it was killed in a traffic stop, but uh, this is horrible. April of 1991. So uh, he was a police officer in in uh, Texas, but nonetheless. Uh, so this is all going on right now. It's everybody's lost their their nut. 
and um, you know, at least on the left, and uh, it's not getting any better. It's really not. No, it, it's it's really not. And and what what has shocked me, Doug, is I could understand two or three waves coming at overthrowing the uh, republic. Uh, Trump is only in the way, I mean, and he's the object because they got to get him removed before they can do the takedown of the government. Uh, I have a theory I want to run by you, and it's okay to say, eh, Dave, I don't know, I think you're kind of out there on this, and no one else is saying this but me, but I was shocked and dismayed when good old uh, Madam Maxwell, Mad Max for short, when her uh, trial, the proceedings, aren't even going to be started until July of 2021, and then I'm driving down the street, and I see my first Biden sign in my area, and I go, oh, my God. And it triggered a thought in me. I said, I get it. I get it. And now I know. See, her trial should be starting next week because it's high profile. It's immediate urgency. It affects the election. You think if the DOJ were on the side of the administration, they'd want to get all this out. But here's the deal. Her value is not in the tapes. Her value is in the leverage of the tapes. And here's what I'm predicting is going to happen. I'm predicting two things to happen now based on leverage. I think we're going to see key Republicans come out against Trump because they're on those tapes and they're going to be told. I think we're going to see more Supreme Court justice decisions that are going to be highly questionable for the same reason, particularly with John Roberts. And we're coming out with a whole expose on him. He is dirtier than dirty. And I think as we go forward, after Trump loses the election because he's going to get stabbed in the back, among other factors, then I think that what they're going to do is get the Republicans that survive election or their terms overlap in the Senate, for example, and two-thirds of the Senate's not up for election this time. I think many of them are going to be compromised by the threat of what's on the tapes, and they'll vote away our rights in an incremental basis. And one day we'll wake up when this incrementalism is gone, and there'll be no Bill of Rights. There'll be a hammer and sickle. And I'm speaking metaphorically, but it'll be over the Oval Office. I think the value in Maxwell, by delaying her for a year, is a two-tiered um, leverage play. And I think at the end of it all, they'll still kill her. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, from a, uh, I'll just say this, from a law enforcement perspective or from a judicial ex uh, perspective, I cannot see, I, there's no reason why you're looking at a year's, you know, a year before trial or, um, uh, the, the, the timing is all wrong on this. Okay. Um, now, you know, I agree with you. Okay. I, number one, with respect to the, um, uh, to, to the leverage, I agree with you. Don't, and don't forget now, Maxwell is, was allegedly secretly married. Uh, I don't know how many people know that. And they bought the house in uh, New Hampshire, uh, tucked away or whatever it was, um, uh, kind of under a, a different identity or the spousal identity. But I do believe uh, that, yeah, I, I believe that she has exercised leverage already and will continue to do so in order to avoid a uh, really a lifetime prison sentence. The only thing I can't figure out about this, however, is the fact that she's in a in a really bad place right now. 
in terms of prisons and, and lifestyle. She's being moved from cell to cell reportedly to avoid death, you know, to avoid being assassinated. Um, I think that makes her more vulnerable. Uh, Jack Ruby and Lee Oswald. I agree. No, I agree. But uh, I, I just I don't quite understand. Uh, I, I'm still working on a couple of theories. I'll just say that I, I I would say that you're you're more right than wrong, and I would agree on 98. percent I'm not sure what two percent I don't agree with you on, but the fact of the matter is, and especially by the way, uh, the Supreme Court justices plural. I think maybe only one uh, of the justices are, are untouched or, or um, yeah are untouched by this. Maybe two are untouched I'd, by this. I'd, I'd bet on Kavanaugh being touched. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I look. I think Kavanaugh. I think uh, Gorsuch uh, are both in. Yeah, up to their eyeballs in some things. That's my view. I don't know that for a fact, but I certainly would would suspect that. So you know, and, and the other thing too, uh, Maxwell is under investigation in the Virgin Islands. Okay, so. Uh, you've got the Virgin Islands attempting to petition the federal government uh, to, to not to bring her down there, but to uh, uh, widen the investigation by the Virgin Islands. Uh, you've got the notation. You know, I'll just toss this out. The uh, relationship between Chelsea Clinton and Maxwell. They're very close friends. They vacation together. I don't know how many people know that. Um, the, uh, there are at least four other individuals, four, uh, four other women who helped her reportedly recruit women for Epstein and then from Epstein to blackmail others. Um, you've got, the, their names are out there. I think the, the son had published that. Um, so, okay. The, the bottom line. Yeah. Um, I'll step back and I, I think I'll, uh, I think I'll agree with you on that. Not 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 for any other reason except that uh, when you look at the timing of this, yeah, it's an issue. There's a story I was told, and I heard it more than once, but I heard it once from a good source. Scalia was lured to the place where he died, suffocated with a pillowcase, as we all suspect. But he was lured there because he had told Roberts, You've got to stop letting yourself be compromised. The nation cannot stand what you're doing to it. And uh, they lured him to his death because Scalia was going to blow the whistle. Well, what do you that think? Of, what do you think about that? I don't have any idea. I'm just asking. I, I, look, I have a hard time with uh, the death of Scalia. You know when? Okay, so. Here, here. Okay, so if I'm thinking like a law enforcement officer, if if that's my role right now, and I am the head of the jurisdiction where a Supreme Court justice dies, and it's an unattended death, you can be damn sure I will do everything in my power to. Uh, I, I mean, I would lock that place down. I would lock everybody down. I would, uh, man, I would do everything by the book and make sure my I's were dotted and T's were crossed. The way they handled that investigation tells me, at least in my personal opinion, they didn't want to know the flipping truth. And so I, so with respect to his manner of death, 
I believe, based on just the way it was handled, that he was murdered. Now, as to why, what was the motive, that's as good as any. That What you said is as good as any, in my view. Yeah, and it takes on the flavor of the movie The Pelican Brief. And there it is. Absolutely. Remember that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this kind of corruption is why nothing's getting done, why no one's <laughs> been prosecuted. There's not Nobody. one deep state person that's gone to prison. Yeah, I, I laugh when people say, well, trust the plan. Trust the plan. What plan? Exactly. What plan? Yeah, you see anybody going down for this? And, and you know, Sidney Powell, uh, God bless her, uh, the author of License to Lie, and, of course, uh, uh, General Flynn's new attorney, or attorney, latest attorney, and, and last attorney, um, was taught, I mean, she, she did an interview for the Epic Times and went through all of the... Uh, the stuff that went on during this trial and, and how uh, how crazy it was. And no one at all is being prosecuted for this? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's ridiculous. So, that's my outrage for the moment. But So, yes, yes. I mean, uh, so why aren't they being prosecuted? Is it because, well, we have ideological differences? You can't have that many people having ideological differences, but certainly, given Epstein and Maxwell's activities, I would say, and, and people's proclivities and their, their human nature, I would say, uh, almost with 100% certainty, you can have leverage to use against the individuals that can prosecute but won't. Yeah, I'll give you an example whether I think there should be a prosecution. So let's compare notes. You and I, I believe we interviewed Roger Stone on the same day, on the day of his commutation of sentence. That's correct, yes. And, um, what, yeah, and, yeah. and what he told me, he told me two things. One I'll just share for storytelling. It's really interesting. You may recall how I published in 2017 two documents that had Robert Mueller delivering highly enriched uranium to the Russians on behalf of Hillary Clinton oh, and the Clinton Foundation. I saw Foundation. that. Yeah, and, and and I had that. It I had the Rostov memo from Russia. I had a State Department cable, and they matched perfectly. So I prevailed upon Roger. I said, Roger, I got to ask you one question. You may know, you may not want to answer, but I said I I reported this. Was I right? He said, Yes, you were right. Said that in the interview. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, pretty 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 darn interesting. Yeah, I was kind of like, I'm glad I got that right. I was pretty sure anyway. But the other thing is. I asked him, I said, how could they get a conviction for you on this stuff? And he said to me, Bannon changed his story from his congressional testimony to his court testimony. Uh, did he indicate that he thought to you Bannon was the main cause of him being uh, found guilty? Um, I, I can't remember if that was on air, off air, before or after, frankly. But that did come up, okay? I'm not sure if that was exactly how it was said. But that's how I interpreted it, okay, as one of the reasons. Now, I could be wrong, but is that what you understood? Yeah, well, plus a lot of judicial impropriety about uh, jury restrictions and you can't keep someone off because they worked for Hillary Clinton. I'm thinking, what the hell? Who could you keep off then? A Tilladon? Oh, um, yeah, that, that, that jury makeup was absolutely nuts. Yeah. And, and then the fact that they could, uh, Roger was not allowed to introduce exculpatory evidence on the Bannon testimony before Congress. Oh. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah I, I just, I, I'm just shaking my head, saying, "Well, there's no justice." Is why didn't you slam the gavel and just say, "That's it, <laughs> you're guilty. We don't need to go through a trial." Um, exactly. But but Bannon is a snake, in my humble opinion. I've called for an investigation of Bannon by Trump, uh, lying to Congress. Why isn't Congress on him? If, if he didn't lie to Congress, then he lied to the court. So why isn't there something being done? This is what it drives me nuts. Well, I, I think it goes back to the original discussion that we had. You know, um, go ahead and do it and find out what we, we what we you know t- toss out about you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I look. I think compromise. I mean, I've been to D.C. I can't stand the smell of D.C. All right, I've been there. And I think I think everyone has everyone's compromised. Everyone's I, I, I shouldn't say everyone. The the people of importance are compromised. Many of them, um, in one way, shape, or form, whether it's through sexual blackmail uh, or some other fashion. I think sexual blackmail is probably pretty big. And by the way, I'll say this too, and and I, I have no problem saying this. One thing that the uh, Roger Stone did say, and I can't remember. Um, I know it's on your website, but I or, uh, I thought it, it might have been on your website. You, you know, when you talk about Pizzagate, remember back the uh, uh, back in 2016 with respect to the uh, the DNC hack, uh, not hack. I'm sorry, DNC download of the servers and stuff. Um, Seth Rich and all that. Boy, that's gonna that name is gonna get me in trouble. Um, and of course, people started talking about Pizzagate and, and human trafficking. Laura Silsby, for example. Look, all that stuff is true, and and I think um, I think people need to understand that the currency of the elite right now, and ha- and throughout the last long years, number of years, you know, hundred years, has been children, women defenseless people and and that's uh we're seeing that come to the surface right now uh i and i think you're going to see people like roger stone coming out and verifying what you and i now that he's free uh, how can i put this now that he there's no gag on him and he's free to talk you're going to see more and more disclosures not just from him but from other people in that same uh venue if that makes any sense but but this all ties together. It's all it's all immorality. It's all satanic and demonic. Stone said it on um, Infowars. You know, this is Satanism. This is demonic in nature, and he and, and he wasn't talking hyperbole. And, and you know, that's what this is all about. I'm telling you. Ah. Excuse me. Um, really interesting. Um, we're we're at our natural break point here, Doug, and and. Um, it's almost a shame because I feel like we're just getting rolling. Um, this has been quite the interview. Uh, we're going to have to do this again sooner rather than later because I know there's a part two on this. Um, this Anytime, is, my brother. It's my honor, by the way. You know, it's really my honor, too. And uh, it's always good to have, uh, have you on. And you've been a faithful friend and guest for years and years and years here to my show. And um, we have a big uphill battle ahead. And my fear is if we don't continue to do our job and do a better job than we're doing and wake me more people up and get people on the street, this country is done. And a lot of us in this country will not be here in a year to two years. And I would humbly ask, if you're listening to this interview, support Dave Hodges, The Common Sense Show. 
support him, his sponsors, everything he does. I've met him in person. I've talked to him. I've spent time with him. Uh, he's a real deal, and I'll tell you what, he works his butt off. So uh, Thanks, please, Doug. folks, do that. that. All right. Well, Doug Hagman's been our guest, and uh, Doug, tell people when they can hear your show real quick. We've got about 15 seconds. Oh, yeah, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and that's at HagmanReportLive.com, and uh, it's on Global Star and a whole bunch of places, including still on YouTube, by the way. So Still on, yeah, me too. Yeah. We're still surviving. Doug, thanks for joining us, my friend. Thank you, my brother. God bless.